The hidden blade has been a constant companion of ours over the years. Some would say it defines us, and they would not be entirely wrong. Many of our successes would not have been possible without it. Hello, and welcome to Visions of the Past. This is an Assassin's Creed lore podcast. My name is Andrew, and I'm grateful to see that you have found this podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the weapon Altair was referring to in his codex, the Hidden Blade, signature weapon of the Brotherhood of Assassins. The Hidden Blade is in almost every single bit of Assassin's Creed. The only place that the Hidden Blade is not within is within the novel of Assassin's Creed Odyssey and its main game. It is by far the signature weapon of the series, no matter what time period they go to. With it being so widely used within Assassin's Creed, there have been multiple designers for it, including uh, a man whose name I'm sure I'm going to mispronounce, um, but it inclu designers include uh, Martin Deschambault. When reading the novels, a few specifically talk about how the blade is used. Altair uses a ring on his pinky to pull a string that releases the blade. In Renaissance and Brotherhood, Ezio has to press a button within his bracer and has to manually reset the blade. He also has to choose which attachments he's going to use before going on each mission, and when using the poison blade, he makes sure to wear a heavy leather glove as to not to poison himself. Edward Kenway states within the Black Flag novel that he has to tense a muscle that comes from the upper arm into the forearm with a simultaneous flick of the wrist. This, of course, could lead to accidental release injuring or possibly killing the user, which is acknowledged within Assassin's Creed Underworld, where Ethan Fry rests his hand on his chin with his blade being about an inch from his throat. Bayek's release mechanism works much like Altair's, but instead of a ring on his pinky, his is attached to the stump of his ring finger via a leather cap with enough slack on the string as to not accidentally release the blade. Within the lore of Assassin's Creed, the standard hidden blade was first used when Darius assassinated King Xerxes I of Persia in August 465 BC. His blade was a simple design that essentially was a dagger on what looked to be a spring-loaded slide attached to the top of a leather bracer. This bracer was worn by Darius on his right arm so that the blade could extend over his right hand. Over the years, the blade mechanism would pass to his descendant Aya who received the blade as a gift from Cleopatra. By the time she gave the blade to her husband Bayek, the knowledge of how to wear the blade would be gone, as well as the original bracer. Bayek would use it for the first time when he assassinated Eudoros in 48 BC, except he would use the blade under his left hand, causing him to cut off his ring finger when he first extended the blade. Bayek would upgrade this hidden blade and seemingly wear it for the rest of his life, even being buried with it. In 2017, Layla would use this blade to defend herself when attacked by Sigma team after she found Bayek's tomb and relived his memories. The blade itself would become commonplace within the Brotherhood of Assassins by the 12th century, being part of their normal equipment and redesigned to use a physically smaller blade that could be easily kept out of sight. Hidden blades would see wide use for stealth assassinations, but to do so the assassins would follow a tradition that was accidentally started by Bayek to have the ring finger on their left hand removed before receiving one. After Altair rose to the rank of mentor in 1191, he would use knowledge gained from the Apple of Eden to redesign the blade so it could be used under the left hand without the removal of the ring finger, and by the 15th century, the blade was upgraded to not require movement of the hand to get the blade to extend, and was able to be used with a clenched fist, 
although Giovanni Auditore is one of the few to be known to use the blade in this fashion. His son Ezio would be one of the first well-known users of the hidden blade to use two hidden blades, after Altair initiated the practice and designed the hidden blade for users offhand. After Ezio, the right to carry two hidden blades would be reserved for master assassins. It would seem that by July 1715, hidden blades would be used as trophies that were collected by Templar Julian Ducasse after he killed an assassin, and by the number in his collection, it would seem that more and more assassins were wearing more than one hidden blade by this time. For the most part, the standard hidden blade would use roughly the same design throughout the ages. There would be multiple variants of the weapon, but by the end of the 20th century, the blade would still be around as it was usually only used for ceremonial purposes and by high-ranking assassins, though there would be some brotherhoods that would still use it like the Japanese Brotherhood. Modifications to the hidden blade outside the size of the blade were first seen after Altair ibn Lahad rose to the rank of mentor of the Levantine assassins in 1191. Not only redesigning it to not require the removal of the ring finger, he designed improvements to the bracer by adding a metal plate that allowed for safe deflection of enemy attacks. Altair would also design an attachment known as the poison blade. This blade had a thin hollow needle within it that could be filled with poison. This blade did have the risk of being brittle because of the requirement of the hollow chamber, and Altair's design even went so far as to caution how easily it could be broke. Leonardo da Vinci would upgrade this blade for Ezio, the only known user of the poison blade in early 16th century, that would allow him to fire poison darts from within his hidden blade. Altair also designed and used the hidden gun, a firearm that was built into the bracer of the hidden gun. Designed and first used before firearms were commonly used, the design would use what is called a wheel lock, historically first developed in Europe around 1500 to ignite a small charge of powder that would propel a small lead ball. Altair would use the device to kill Abbas Sofan in 1274, and Ezio Auditori, the most well-known user of the attachment, would use it during Venice's Carnival in 1486 to assassinate Marco Babario. In the late 15th century, a master assassin in the Spanish Brotherhood by the name of Maria would use a variant of the blade that had two thinner blades side by side instead of one solid blade. This blade would be known as a two-pronged blade. By early 16th century, the Ottoman assassins were using a hidden blade design that included a hook on the blade itself. This hook blade allowed for the use of zip lines to travel around Constantinople at a much faster rate than walking but it also allowed for other tricks like what the Ottomans called the hook and run or to be able to pull down a scaffold while on the run. Around this time, the Chinese assassin Xiao Jun was also using a modified hidden blade that she had located within her boot. This blade worked well for her as it accentuated her study of martial arts and along with her standard hidden blade made her deceptively lethal. She was not exclusively the only person to use it, as Julian de la Serre, the wife of Templar Grandmaster Francois de la Serre, used one to protect their daughter in the latter half of the 18th century. In 1770, the assassin Rotica Hayton would receive a hidden blade from his mentor that would pivot when released, allowing him to wield it alongside his tomahawk. This blade, known as the pivot blade, could be used in both a hammer or ice pick grip, allowing for it to be wielded like a dagger, but it could also be used as the standard hidden blade configuration for stealthy assassinations. Ratika Hayton's blade 
also had one edge serrated and its hardness and flexibility gave it the strength that was beyond most hidden blades that came before it. At the end of the 18th century, the French Brotherhood would be using what they called the Phantom Blade. This version of the hidden blade seems to take inspiration from the hidden bolt that was used by Francesco Vassello and designed by Leonardo da Vinci after Ezio declined Vassello's use of the hidden gun. The hidden bolt was a hidden blade with a crossbow attachment that allowed for the firing of small crossbow bolts. The phantom blade, on the other hand, was designed to fire thin razor-like blades. With a standard hidden blade at the base of the phantom blade that was used like a standard blade, and a slot that allowed for the use of standard, sleep, or a type of poison blade that would cause the target to attack anyone in their vicinity to be fired at will. In the early 19th century, a variation called the trident blade would be used by the Indian assassin Arbaz Mir. This blade followed the same basic idea of the hidden blade, but instead of just protruding out of a single point, it would split once fully extended into three blades. By 2015, the assassins would develop a new type of hidden blade called the shock blade. This blade replaced the blade with two parallel tines that upon penetration of the target would generate an electrical arc cauterizing the wound that would be most notably used by Sean Hastings in his assassination of Isabel Ardent. With higher security of the time period, the assassins also designed a hidden blade they dubbed the Sundry Blade. This blade was designed to be taken apart and put together easily with the separate components resembling everyday items. This blade would be most notably used in Colm Lynch's infiltration of the Templar Council of Elders meeting at Halborn Hall in London in December of 2016 and his assassination of Alan Ricken within the hall. In 2017, Kayoshi Takura would use a hidden blade that also had a line of razor wire within it, allowing for Kayoshi to sever the arms of two members of the instruments of the first will. As I stated, going through the history of the hidden blade, it was primarily used by the Assassin Brotherhood, but it was not used exclusively by them. Users like Valley Cell Tradant and Shea Cormac would start as assassins and join the Templars, but they would keep their hidden blades. Some Templars, like the aforementioned Julian Ducasse, and Haytham Kenway would defeat assassins and take their blades using them after. The hidden blade is one of those things that you can't deny about the lore. It goes so far back historically that details of how it was first designed to be used were lost. Even Darius's statue in his shrine at the Santa Maria Novella in Florence and within the sanctuary under the Villa Auditore depicted him using the blade how current assassins use it and not how he actually used it. Playing with the hidden blades throughout the series has, of course, changed as it started without the ability to fight within Assassin's Creed. All you could do is assassinate, and if you timed it just right, you could counter-kill with them. As the series evolved, so did the role of the hidden blade, being able to fight with it, and then all the attachments that would come with it that allowed you to do things from poison to sleep. There's even one within the comics that was used by Sioban Dami that held an explosive which would be remotely detonated by her brother Jazdeep after her death. The explosion held such a charge that it not only would destroy any chance that Abstergo would have to retrieve any DNA from her body, but it also leveled a whole floor of the building where she died. The only issue that I have with the Hidden Blade is its portrayal in Origins. The way the game is designed, if you don't keep up the upgrades for the Hidden Blade as you proceed through the game, you won't get instant kills that one would expect from that kind of blade. If you are 
too underpowered, the enemy absorbs the blow no matter where it is on their body. It's one of those things that if you would expect to kill someone if you stab them in the neck, no matter how strong your body is or how strong your, your blade is, and it doesn't always work. I am hopeful that after the quote-unquote loss of the Hidden Blade within Assassin's Creed Odyssey, that it returns within the next game and that we are able to maybe upgrade it for uh, aesthetic reasons, make it look prettier or, or better to hide it, but that we don't have to upgrade it to have the chance of that one-hit kill. If you surprise someone stealthily and stab them, they should die no matter how strong your blade is. Now if you do something like try to assassinate them in front of them and they can see you, then I understand it because they can dodge and you might not necessarily hit your intended target where you plan on hitting them. It's just one of those things that, that bothered me about Assassin's Creed Origins. The use of the hidden blade isn't the primary thing that drew me within Assassin's Creed but seeing it used throughout each game and watching it evolved has brought a continuity within the series that seems to make sense at least to me i've enjoyed watching it going from only a stealth a base mechanic to a let's use this to fight even some of the animations with the hidden blade for assassinations and for fighting are some of the most interesting uh, aspects of the series I do thank you for your time. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast, and you can find me on Twitter at visions underscore AC. Until next time, my assassin friends, make sure to follow the creed, and to those Templars listening, may the Father of Understanding guide you.